well, it is 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. Do you know, you know what that are. means? Oh. Can I ever like just get my moment? No, no. Is no, that no, possible on this? I was uh, adding on this a little podcast? New York flavor to it. No one wants that. New York what is like the me? most hated state. Believe me, no one wants that. Yo, my dumb ass was like, yo, New York's a city. What are you talking about? And then I remembered <laughs> that it's yeah. more than just that. Exactly. So. Uh, uh, yeah, Florida now, probably, I would say, you know, <laughs> since COVID. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, um, no, I, I, yeah, I have mixed feelings. Anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about which states we hate. We're here to talk about comics we love. That's right. We are live with Pals Pulls. Hopefully you guys are having a good afternoon, morning, night, whatever it is, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, We're here to have a great time talking about four of the biggest books coming out this week in the industry. Uh, We have X Lives of Wolverine, number two, Uh, Sabretooth, number one. Got that sweet variant cover. Okay, who's that? That's pretty good. Uh, This one's Ryan Brown. Yeah, Ryan Brown. Love it. That's Ryan Brown? Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, unless there's no, I, I thought I, I was thinking of someone else's. Maybe there's more than one Ryan Brown. It seems like a normal. Uh, got Reckoning War. I went with the main cover for this. I didn't think the uh, variant was too sexy. And then uh, we have Spawn number something because I don't even know. Ooh, uh, that's the good cover. Three twenty six. Yeah, yeah. This is the good cover. Thank yeah, you for noticing. Uh, the gang's all here. We're gonna be talking comics for the next hour and change with you guys before we dive into all that couple of quick uh housekeeping things make sure that you guys are dropping those follows if you're watching live on twitch right now or at any other point in time hit that follow button if you're on podcast hosting services like follow the follow the channel uh leave us comments whatever you want to do hit that subscribe button on youtube.com slash the comics pals like the video, share it with your friends. All that stuff's free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. If you are live on Twitch with us right now, hit that sub button. You want to gift a sub? Great. I'm sure there's someone in the chat who needs one. Or if you're still not subbed, please do sub. Uh, we appreciate that very, very much. And, and uh, if you have uh, Amazon Prime already, just link it, and it's no extra cost to you. So Yeah, it's free. Don't oh. forget in the chat to let us know if you can hear Tyler's hurricane nostrils. <laughs> I think uh, I fixed we it. Think, we think we fixed it, but I mean, you know, in in this era of climate change, you've got to, uh, you know, you've got to be prepared. Always, Burn up those windows. That is rough. Um, well, let's <laughs> let's let's dive right in. By the way, guys, we are full spoilers always when we're talking comics here on this podcast. Tyler, why don't you put that? Uh, full spoiler image. Oh up yeah, the guys. this little thing. Yeah, there you go. Spoiler alert. There you there go. I is. thought that was me talking when you just made that noise. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that freaked me out for a second. All right, so yeah, go ahead and share that link out. Uh, if you're listening now, it'd be great if you could also share the link out uh, for your friends and family and stuff like that. Let the people you love know that you love us too. Uh, let's get started with. X Lives of Wolverine number two, Benjamin Percy, who actually uh, hosted a meet and greet signing at New York Comic Con uh, today, Wednesday. New York Comic Con, wow. Or I'm New York Comic Con, sorry. Midtown Comics. Uh, I don't drink coffee and I'm very tired. So um, Benjamin Percy was at Midtown Comics today. Hopefully those New Yorkers listening got to uh, 
get your copy signed. Uh, Joshua Cassaro did the art here. Frank Martin on colors. Uh, Corey Pettit did the letters and production. Tom Muller, of course, the designer of the X-Books. I don't know what's happening in this comic book, I don't think. <laughs> um, I feel lost. I'm I, with you. <laughs> I don't mind it, though, because I like these random glimpses into past deeds. It's mm -hmm. interesting, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm following this along, and I'm like, I'm just here for the ride. I, I'm, I, I don't need this to make sense to me at the moment, but uh, outside of it looks like he needs to protect Charles from uh, Omega Red who's bouncing around in time. But outside of that, I don't think I need more. Yeah, when I read that blurb in the um in the, the on the title page, I went, Oh, okay, cool. I'm up to speed. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I'm digging Omega Red. Omega Red is amazing, super cool. Love what a big part of this he is and the sort of like machinations that are happening behind the scenes uh with Russia and all that good stuff, Mikhail. Um, we know the Colossus angle of it, even though he's not actually present here. Um, all that stuff is cool. But like now the implication is that Wolverine is in his actual past, actually doing things that could have ramifications. And also this issue tells me that he really was present at the birth of Charles Xavier. Yeah, the the weird thing is it seems all of this seems to be happening in Wolverine's memory, but at at the same time, like it's the it's the world inside his memory. So in his memory, he's protecting protecting Xavier, but again, it's all in his memory. So it's not real. But there's time involved. I, I thought that they were accessing his memory, right, in those previous, because he's lived a long life, right? So he is in those moments where they have they have identified that Xavier is under threat. They are activating him and, like, bringing his consciousness to the past, to that moment, to go and defend. I, I, I thought it was, like, not necessarily it's happening in his, in his mind. It's happening, but they're using the previous... Wolverines to go and do these things or not the previous ones but him just accessing that part that time um, where he was in proximity yeah we get that but the point is that he's actually in his actual past you know like he's yeah really yeah. in his past and that's not what I thought was happening in the last issue so maybe I was yeah. off I didn't think that they were trying to say that he literally was there when Xavier I'm still confused as if that's actually what they're saying too. Yeah. Like we only get that in the blurb that he's reliving his past or he's in his past. Like, I don't know what that means really. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Well, and, and why it, would it go ahead? But it's like the fact that it's a little obtuse um, for 75% of the book as to what actually is happening. is kind of taking me out of it. There are the parts where it's like, "Quote unquote present day," where like Omega Red in the bathhouse and stuff, <laughs> um, which is a sentence I thought I would never say. Um, but like that's interesting because like I don't know, like it's that dumb, you know, it matters part of it. You know, like I'm sure right. this Xavier stuff, Wolverine, will matter too once we know what the fuck's going on. But I don't know. Um, 
what's going on. So that's the issue that I'm having um, is that I don't know if this matters. Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to say right now. I feel like X deaths is a lot more clear cut. Whereas this book just isn't quite making sense. But what I was going to say was if this isn't really happening, then why would Gene tell Wolverine, Hey, I can't keep reminding you that you can't alter the past. If you do that, it will have ramifications. Right. Like not, you can't alter the past to a certain degree. And that, that was the other indication for me that they are actually in the past doing these things, not just like a construct or something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really don't know, but I will say, um, I'm enjoying a lot of it visually. I'm loving it. I think the book looks great. Um, Joshua Kassara is doing really good work. Um, I love the, the presence that Omega Red has. Like his tentacles are just all over the place and they're yeah. super like long and, and like scary. Um, the they scene, like, go ahead. Uh, they look like the, um, the face hugger like hands. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, they feel like they're alive, mm -hmm. which I never thought about when it comes to Omega Red before. But the scene where, you know, Wolverine is in bed with uh, Itsu. Um, Was that her? Is that always been her name? I don't know. He's had a he's had several, um, you know, Dakin's wife, uh, Dakin's mom. So maybe I just don't know that character's name. Um, but like, I, I won't show it because it does, I guess, feature some amount of nudity. But like, when the tentacles are coming out of her wrists and in, like, yeah. just yeah. oh my god, that's crazy. I thought How it was weird about that, Sean. I mean, listen, that's horrifying. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things I'm, I'm willing to trade. <laughs> I'll say I'll say that. You know what I mean? Um, for, for tentacles. Not for tentacles. For love. Oh. You know? Love and tentacles. The Matt Murphy story. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the art's great. I just need a little bit more concrete storytelling on Percy's part. That's where I'm at. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a little I mean, I feel like it's one of those stories where it's like, um, we'll find out what's happening at the end. Well, and even still, like this is issue two, I think we're still sort of getting our feet, you know, our feet on the ground for what this is doing for Wolverine. You know, this this moment where he's present with um, uh, uh, Itsu, you know, is uh you know i think that's it's supposed to be his struggle with what he's doing mm. so i bet we we get something in the next x live i really with hope her, so with her specifically no just with uh with wolverine oh okay okay uh, you know or, or or with you know what the hell is going on you know in the first place sure the scene where Wolverine is uh, like fighting against his Weapon X brothers or whatever, um, or is that called Weapon Plus? I don't know, whatever it's called. That group, um, I really like that scene. That I thought that was a great scene. Um, for for Logan to say that that's the part of his life that he hates the most, or when he hates himself the most, never would have thought of that. 
Um, I wouldn't have had a concrete answer necessarily. Um, maybe when he was like mind controlled and enemy of the state or something like that. But for this to be the answer, I like that we got to see this and that he tries to change the past. But again, you can't do that, right? So there has to be, this has, the rug has to get pulled out from under him somehow. And I'm still hooked. I'm in for the ride. I'm not saying the book's bad or anything, but I agree with what Tyler said in that I find that I'm thinking too much about the reality of a given of a given scene and what the boundaries are here. And I won't be able to be strung along on that for too much longer. Um, the There was a really good, like maybe four issue arc on uh, in Wolverine, the book, the book proper, where it talks about Maverick and how he's trying to like get him out of the, out of the, the, the life of being an assassin and like paid for hire it's it's pretty it's pretty compelling so it was cool to see this and like the extension because at the mm. end he's like mm. he shoots him and he's basically just like like get out now while you can because down the line in the future he he comes back trying to save him his buddy basically mm -hmm. yeah um i would say pull it yeah this is fine uh, yeah pull it it's still good i think i don't, I don't know yet i don't know if i can say pull it Ooh, well, what are you gonna say? You gotta, you gotta say something. Uh, if you pulled one, yes. If you didn't, there's no reason pulling this. Huh. Okay. So, uh, pull it with a caveat, I guess. There's no reason to not pull it. No, there's no reason to pull it if you didn't pull number one. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, if, if 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 you like, if you, I was even if you were a little lukewarm on one, I think it's still a decent issue. Like, I'd still pick it up. Um, but if you just like see this on the stands, unless you want to buy this cover of, of a nice uh, short king mounting a bear, um, <laughs> feel free. But it's in the book, too. That, that's, that's content there. It's skinny, scrawny, short, five-foot-tall Wolverine fighting a, a polar bear. So maybe that's a selling point. You know what? Pull it. <laughs> For that alone. Yeah. That, that, that actually, that, that scene, I just hated. Maybe it's because I don't like to see animals harmed, but like... Really it's just a polar scene. bear. Who cares? What the hell's <laughs> wrong with you? They're corporate shills, man. Seriously, Coca-Cola? Come on. Don't. No. 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 One <laughs> thing we're not going to do on this podcast is talk about harming animals. Oh, it's specific say... ones. I'm saying that Coca-Cola bear. No. None. Take them out. Shill. None. Yeah. None. Capitalist That's... fool is what he is. Yep. I would slander, sooner... Tyler. Slander. I would sooner take you out. <laughs> oh, where are we going, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, so. Let's see. Sean, would you like me to, to flip the slide? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. let's move on. Uh, by the way, listeners, let us know if you're reading any of these books that we're talking about this week, what your thoughts about are, um, what your thoughts about them are, and uh, are you going to continue to pull them? Just let us know everything your thoughts are about these books. Um, let's talk about Sabretooth. Sabretooth number one. Oh yeah, we will. Very, very hotly anticipated, at least on my end. Um, I've been looking forward to this book a lot. Victor Laval, uh, his first turn at Marvel, I believe, certainly with the X-Men. Uh, Leonard Kirk on art. Um, Rain Barreto on colors. Corey Pettit did the letters and Tom Miller, of course, did the designs. Um, did this live up to the hype? That's my question. Did this live up to the hype? Did you need this? A Sabretooth book in 2022, did you need it? I will say I'm a big Sabretooth mark. Um, so I needed it. 
I love me some Victor Creed. Um, anytime he shows up in a Wolverine book, it's like an event. It's like, oh shit, Sabretooth's back. Mm. You know, um, I remember even enjoying him in what was it like Bendis's Avengers run when he was in the uh, quote unquote founding Avengers with like Dominic Fortune and and Craven the Hunter. Like, like I'm I'm fine with a good Sabretooth story. Um, but uh, or a bad one not, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't expect to read a Sabretooth as the leader of Krakoan Hell story, which is kind of <laughs> what we got here. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm down with I'm down for this a lot. I I, uh, I liked how uh, thoughtful he was in this, which you don't really get a lot in a Sabretooth book. You were um, to say I liked how he attacked a bear. Yeah, okay. Like- another another Krakoans yeah, and bears, is- man. What is all this violence against animals this week? It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, this, this is this is a cool book. I I I didn't know what this was gonna be, and I don't necessarily feel like I need a saber tooth book. But this was fun. I'm glad I got it. Uh, the the action sequences were really cool, especially with Nightcrawler. My dude just like sticks his hand and like was waiting for him to get close. I thought that was you know pretty pretty cool. It it. it has that sort of hunter mentality from him, which I think gets captured pretty well. You know, you have to think about the the way that you approach situations, the way you approach people, and in in this case, I think that was done pretty well. And uh, the the whole like he's in his mind, but not really, was a bit confusing, or at least he's like in the consciousness. I'm assuming of Krakoa and. So he's able to only do so much within the world. I, I, I wasn't sure how that, like towards the end, it kind of lost me because I wasn't sure how he started to like delve deeper with his mind. So that was just one part where I, I felt a little bit of a disconnect and like the three versions of him, the feral counselor or, or whatever. It was all right, but everything leading up to it was cool. I think all that was supposed to be uh, in his own mind still. Yeah. Um, I can see some confusion. I don't know what it is with the X-Books this week. Just animal violence and, you know, confusing. Like, is this really happening? Is it not? Mindscapes. Yeah. Um, But um, one thing I, I wanted to point out as a negative, actually, is I didn't really feel like Victor Laval had a good handle on Sabretooth's voice, especially not in the, um, in the uh, info dump pages. Yeah. I, um, I thought, I, I thought those did not need to be here. Sabretooth is never, at least not to my knowledge, presented as a thoughtful character, certainly not a well-spoken or a well-written character, uh, not a verbose character. And I think Victor Laval let a little bit, a little too much of himself get into those pages. Um, I just don't think Sabretooth has like interesting things to say about prisons and stuff like that. You know, I thought um, that that was in the text that since he just is in his own mind now, he gets to get beyond, get past the whole savage part of himself. He already gets to do all the savage shit. He kills everyone he ever wanted to, so he's perpetually in his own mind so then he becomes more contemplative and it's like sick. prison you know what i mean like he gets to go kill his next enemy knowledge <laughs> I'm, I'm with that actually my only problem with it is that 
where the book starts, you know, he's not at that place. And so it's jarring as hell that we're seeing him do and behave a certain way and have certain thoughts, but then those pages just don't reflect that. Um, I, I guess my argument might be that those pages are from him looking back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That 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 I totally get, but it's just like, again, it's just really jarring. Like, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What what enlightenment did Sabretooth hit on uh, that he's at this place? And also, how long did it take for Sabretooth to get to that place of enlightenment? Because yeah. Krakoa probably hasn't been around for that long, you know, to the point where you would radically change. So what what type of timeline are we looking at? Can I say that not every X book needs to have a damn info dump page? Mm-hmm. There are yeah. some people who can do it. Um, I think it helps when you have maps and actual intel. Like if, if sages in your book makes sense. Um, I like in my head, like I thought like this book didn't need it at all. In my head, I'm like, what is what is Sabretooth doing writing on a typewriter inside the Krakosi? <laughs> like it's <laughs> although the info dump did reveal that Sabretooth was also on the Krakosi train thinking like oh is, Kr- is Krakoa in the butt he asked that that's not the same thing as what you're referring to well bussy it? it's, it's oh my god <laughs> I think I mean what, you get the clip this week enjoy what is, <laughs> what is a tree's butthole but the Krakosi <laughs> I think it was uh Daniel Bryan who said something like if, if he um if he's eating sap it's tree semen that he's eating. So, uh, Brian Danielson, American Dragon, great wrestler, um, and also uh, strange vegan. That brings a different uh, thought process to the phrase tree hugger. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, tree that's, chugger that's... at that point. Oh! Hey, hey Yep. You um, clip that. Go right <laughs> ahead. Wow. Uh, but, you know, I, I like, I got to say, though, this that main cover is so damn good. Sabretooth's uh, costume is one of my favorites. Um, and there's a little bit here that I really liked um, where Sabretooth goes in the past and kills Iron Fist. Yeah, it's like a callback that I feel like never gets addressed that he appear his first appearance is in an Iron Fist book. He was originally an Iron Fist character. Oh, um, that's that cool. is pretty cool. Yeah. So I just I. I... I'm, I'm interested. Have you? Do you guys know who any of these characters that we get at the end are? Oh, let me look at them one more time because I was a little lost on that. Um, I know three of them. Well, Madison do Jeffries you? was um, wasn't he like trying to attack? Uh, who was it? Gorgon or something? No, that was. Oh yeah, you're thinking of. Uh... The, the the guy who's like obsessed with Magneto. Um, oh yes, I forgot. I can't remember his name right. Now. Madison it, uh, Cortez. Cortez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Madison Jeffries used to be a guy named Box. Um, I I, I know we got Kirkusi and we get Box in this, so it's a very <laughs> uh, Yonic issue that we have. Um, but the I think he's like a technopath, and I know Oya is one of um, Wolf, uh, one of the Wolverine and the X Men characters. Mm. Um, she was uh, big during Jason Aaron's run. Um, yeah, I don't know any of these dudes. I think the other one, Melter, was in the dark. Uh, what was it? The Dark Rain era, and it was what, like the the Young Masters. It was like the opposite of the Young Avengers. Hmm. 
Um, I don't know who they are. I don't know why they're there. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever. That part of the story, I'm just going to allow to unfold, I guess. But, yeah, I um, I can't say pull this. Really? I, yeah. You know, I um, I didn't get to answer your initial question. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, I um, didn't need this. Uh, I, I think, I think this is one of those cases where it's like, you know, when you see the actual mystery unfold, it gets kind of uninteresting. Yeah. Sabretooth's yeah. a shitty dude. Of course he's going to make himself the king of hell. Yeah. That makes total sense. Uh, I'd be yeah. a lot, I'd be a lot more interested to see how he was coming out of it down the road or even if you know his escape attempt was him coming out of this yeah that that would have felt a little more like a saber tooth adventure he's on the run and he's you know trying not to get caught and at all he will he will do what is necessary to prevent himself from getting caught again and and we see a glimpse of what that would have looked like he rips off cyclops's eyes and just, yeah that know, was pretty sick i won't fries that. That gray cool. love that yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you, I, what did, go ahead. Sorry, what, what did you guys feel about the art? Because there were moments where it, like, faces were not great. Um, certain body parts felt a lot a little, of them were off. Yeah, like wonky and stuff. No, off. <laughs> what do you mean? They were gone. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah, that too. Uh, I didn't love it, but I think Leonard Kirk does good work for the most part like it wasn't the best um but it was serviceable and um mm -hmm. you know i guess i i i, I don't want to be too critical because there are a lot of moments that are super cool like the moment you guys just referenced where Sabretooth is using cyclops's face to murder the x-men yeah. pretty sick um but it doesn't always hit and so you know just not the best at that and you hate to see it for a number one there are some cool moments i really love this moment with doug and warlock where Doug is like the lawyer or whatever, and, and, and Warlock is his briefcase. That was sick. Um, you know, touches like that. But it, it, yeah, it wasn't the best. Hmm. Um, I, I like the concept of a Krakoan hell essentially being a prison because death doesn't really matter at this point. So where do the horrible people go? They go to this prison, which is essentially because they're stuck in their own mindscape, hell. Um, so we've, we've gotten the kind of glimpses at what you know Krakow in heaven would be in you know trial of uh of magneto and um way of x um trial of who so, uh, uh yeah i don't know he's not even in the the book so trial of who did i say magneto damn i thought you would get it man i thought no, you would I'm hit not. your your magneto butt oh <laughs> I don't even. I don't trust it'll work. I don't even. Let's see. Let's yeah. see. Nope. Not Did you get it? You got I it. heard it. Yeah, we got it. So, right. no, sorry, Magneto. <laughs> okay. At least that worked. Oh man, uh, I saw. I saw someone uh, type the name Magneto, but they were speaking in Spanish, and so <laughs> it had that accent over it, and I lost it. Were <laughs> you seeing people? type about the x-men in spanish it doesn't matter um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i say uh pass with a strong 
possibility of the trade being worth it down the road. But for now, I cannot say that you need to buy this. I'm a pass. Wow. I'm, I'm going to give this one issue, at, one more issue at least. I, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. I think I like the concept, but I want to see it executed maybe better for issue two and like the continuation of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to personally buy it, but do, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think I recommend it. You sound like my friend that keeps buying Joker issues. <laughs> yeah, I know a guy, too, who does yeah, that. Um, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, uh, that that person can't be around. They'd be living in a dumpster somewhere. And... <laughs> Matt, Matt says, bro, got X-Men, triple X on with Smash subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we almost had the director of that one on the, the long box when we did that. But What? Matt almost, I had to shut it down. He tried getting Axel Braun on the show, who directed the Justice League uh, porn parody. And Why? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know why I would you shut it down that's quality I, I, I content want, i thought our, it was early on and i don't think our brand was there yet um later coward. on i might have allowed it but it was too early absolute coward unbelievable uh by the way if you're watching this now on twitch and you haven't yet please do hit that follow button it's absolutely free everyone watching right now should absolutely be a follower um make sure you know when we're going live <laughs> and all that jazz and subscribe if you feel so inclined. We always appreciate that. Let's move on to the next book. Uh, let's talk about Fantastic Four Reckoning War Alpha number one. That's a mouthful. Uh, and, so, yeah, and so <laughs> is uh, everything that Dance Lot types. All the verbiage. All the Dance Lot verbiage. Uh, so, of course, written by Dance Lot with art by Carlos Pacheco, uh, Raphael Fonteras and Carlos Magno with colors by Guru FX and letters by Joe Caramagna. Um, yeah, this was a lot of words. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm just grumpy today, but like I opened up what, what page was it? Because there was a page where I was just like, whoa. Bro, page um, one. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> page one. I was like, oh no. You, and you I, read this chronolo chronologically? How dare you? I haven't read a dance lot comic book in a few months to a year. And I was just like, Oh no. When, like, when Val is looking out at the audience and she says, no, their weapons, uh, that's not standard Badoon tech. Trust me. The smartest girl in the world. Oh, yeah. It feels, it feels important. And she's looking out at the audience. I went, Oh boy. <laughs> Yo, can I say I had fun with this book? Yeah, I, I think I'm thinking with you, Marco. I think we're we're on the same page with this one. Like it, the well, the, the the first thing that like struck me was the art. I'm expecting because this this feels like a really big just event book or something, and so I was expecting more of a art style that along the lines of like a Stuart Eminem, um, whatever we're seeing on um, Devil's Reign. Like I, I was expecting more of that. Uh, photorealistic, you know, muscles on muscles, but this felt really cartoony, and I that brought me in immediately because I'm like, this is a different pace, this is a different style, and I dig that. Even the lettering, right? New Mord or the Oververse, or whatever the fuck, right? Like, it it felt comic book goofy, and so I was down from the get go. And the script, I don't know, it was pretty good. It, it, it gave me enough information. I wasn't lost. I it was gave, having a good time. It gave time. you an encyclopedia of it information. Gave, it gave you all the information. Who are you right Do now? You Is this what you guys did? You gave Marco 
onslaught and you totally skewed his whole perception on comic books this is good i i'm this is in 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 my opinion it's like good dumb superhero stuff a little too this much uh, but also not much to it at the same time mm. this feels like an old marvel event yeah like something like, from like pre-bendis yeah pre-civil war is what i'm thinking before yeah, like the yeah, modern yeah. event part of it it's like it brings me back to like shit like korvac saga sort of stuff yeah yeah um i mean he's he's been so slot's been seeding this book since his 2005 she-hulk run which is oh, right, right around the time of civil war so has it Do not mean, been i think it was since before that he, it was either 2003 so he's he's had this idea allegedly since he read the fantastic four in like 1970 whatever yeah uh but yeah there isn't oh yeah there's an editor's note back in She-Hulk Volume Two, Number Three, Five. from Tom from two thousand five. That's bananas. Yeah, so he's he's seeded these things and an Avengers Initiative. Yeah. Um, he has literally seeded it because it's like been there, and we're like, oh, when's he going to talk about the record? Yo, more? Sean's so grumpy right now <laughs> because it's okay. It's go, go it's not it's not seeding if you just randomly throw out a reference to something that means nothing and an editor doesn't stop you. That's not seeding because he had no way of knowing this would ever happen. He just did it to do it. That's not that's not but sometimes anything. sometimes when you plant seeds they don't always grow. So you're telling me this guy um, they don't. Not you're every right. not you're every. Right. I'm looking at Marco. No, oh, okay. He's giving he's giving I, me I the what's face. it. I only grew up on a farm. <laughs> like your ass planted shit. I'm I'm thinking like you're talking about the guy who uh, lied Probably. to Marvel, <laughs> lied to Marvel to get uh, an internship, uh, saying he was still in college. Like that guy's been that guy's. This is what Dan Slott does. He sees things and hope yeah. nobody, no, nobody double checks it. Like, <laughs> listen, I actually, despite everything that I have said, I love Dan Slott. I think Dan Slott yeah, is I'm one of the fan. best at Marvel, and I think he really gets Marvel. And despite the fact that I opened this conversation in a negative way, I like this book in spots. But <laughs> I like it feels like a like it could probably it will probably be a really good event, um, and it has a lot of the hallmarks for stuff like that that I really dig. Um, it feels important, but it's just extremely verbose. And I don't care about the Badoons. And I don't need you to repeat their name 50,000 times. Bo-doom. And I don't care whose weapon it is. And like, I, like, it's just a lot of like name dropping and like, like repeating stuff to force me to get it. And I would rather skip that and do something interesting. Like more of Spider-Man saving people. You know, more of whatever the Fantastic Four are going to go into, which we got that. Um, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of interesting things that could have happened. She-Hulk's bit, love that. That was great. Show me more of that. But Sean, did you know about the war, the, the first war? No. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, I'm sure there's been 57,000 Marvel comics that feature the first war, and they're all different. Uh, it started in 1964. This was the Watcher's origin. So Dune? Uh, the the first war is the origin. It's it's it was in, I think Fantastic Four. 
believe. What I what I meant was that there's probably fifty thousand first wars oh, yeah. that are all referencing different things. I could okay. probably name fifty from Thor alone. Like and yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, um, uh, we're, we're forgetting the one thing: they blew up the fucking moon. Like I feel cool. like that should be a bigger deal. That. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who cares somebody's like hey hey uh reed is that gonna cause problems like reed, <laughs> reed's just well plenty of other planets don't have moons i don't know <laughs> but he didn't answer the question right he's he like did. plenty of other planets do but does this one need it he did it even though like most science supports that we kind of need the moon for a lot of things and you would think that the greatest scientific mind on Earth would know that and have well, a pretty direct answer. Well, Kale knows that. He doesn't know when to rotate the crops. I would yeah, been... see? So I know a thing or two. Yeah. The tide goes in, tide comes out. Can't explain that. You know, it's it's the moon. Um, well, no, that's that's the Lord. There was one moment I, I really appreciated um, where when we went into the overspace, and every like the 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 pages were all just widespread, and it, it was cool because they're a little bit cheeky with it. Um, where right before Shiko goes, or maybe I can't. This is all a little bit over my head, and then we jump into the overspace, and then it's two really big wide panel like wide pages, two page splashes, and then when we come back down, um, he's like in his way going back into physical space, and then we're just back on the ground, a single page and. You know, doing whatever in Latveria. It was cheeky. It was cool. Good so are, they re- are they wrestling? It I looks like, she's it. like The way I thought it is like a, a wife trying to prevent her husband from choking at an Applebee's. You think? <laughs> I think it looks like a like a big sister doing the the elbow thing to her. Oh, I think I think brother. I think uh, Axel Braun directed that one you're talking about too. Oh my um, god! What? <laughs> so, Matt Marco, if you like the uh, overspace and stuff, um, Dan Slott's Silver Surfer is what this is uh, tied into, which was drawn by Mike Allred. So, oh, okay, yeah, that might be something you'd, you'd like. There you go. Matt's telling me to read more comics. There you go, Matt. Was that a reference to Marco? Was that... I think it was a reference uh, to. I, I don't know. It's a little late at this point. I don't remember who that was a reference to. It might have been you, Sean, but I don't know. I don't know as to what. Listen, I. Agree. I need to read more comics, but <laughs> I've probably also read too many comics, so I don't know. Uh, let's talk about the 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 elephant in the room. We have to address it. It's not the moon. Forget the moon. The moon. Forget it. We don't need it. Reed Richards said it. It's fine. <laughs> let's talk about White Nick Fury. Oh, yes, dude. Yes, I'm calling him White Nick Fury. Because as we all know, Nick Fury is black. Nick Fury is Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I have not have black seen Nick Fury. Yeah. Wait, who played Nick Fury in the movie? Um, the white version? Um, uh, that's uh, David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Okay, yeah. so we're going to now refer to them so as fucking good. David Hasselhoff and Samuel L. Jackson only. So David Hasselhoff is now bald, which was a, a, a development that I missed. More like a Billy Zane now. Billy Zane? Ooh. Who's that? Ooh, oh, you're on Billy Zane. Good pull. No, it's a, a good actor. Um, the Phantom. Yeah, the Phantom. Ever see, ever see that uh, pulp movie from the nineties? Never mind. I thought everyone knew who oh, uh, he was in Zoolander. It, the antagonist in, in Titanic. Yes, he's the antagonist yes. in, uh, yeah. in Titanic. Yeah. You guys watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> My man said Zoolander. Whoa. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. 
David Hasselhoff is back as now he's like the Watchers like boy. He's his young boy. What's up with that? This is the young lion of the Watchers. His young lion. Yeah, he's the young lion. <laughs> his intern. Yeah. yeah. How the mighty wearing, have fallen. Yeah, Nick Fury is wearing the black trunks and be right in, you know, cleaning up the ropes afterwards. Um. Boy, I wish I got that reference. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this is all you guys said. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I like him. I actually like uh, David Hasselhoff because he's like he's like he flew too close to the sun. Like mm. that's the story of White Nick Fury. He flew too close to the sun. He got too big for his britches, and now he's just like the lowest of the low, which is still pretty cool. Like you chill on the moon, but he's just like we said, he's a young lion. Like that sucks. He was the director of Shield, but he's the unseen now. Isn't that like a step up? I, yeah, I don't see that as a demotion. I feel like his demotion from the unseen to then the Watchers number two is a bit of a demotion. Of but Watcher, I don't think, yeah. yeah, he's the Herald of the Watcher. That's a pretty fucking big thing. Then an agent of Shield. So you get to be the 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 Herald of a dude who does nothing. He was like, that's that's Watcher not gets cool. Killed in this immediately. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Again. If you're the Herald of a dude that does nothing, what do you do? Nothing. Less, less than nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's the job I need. <laughs> <laughs> we understand that. But Nick, uh, David Hasselhoff appears to like like being a spy and stuff. And he went from like all that to, you know, being just a bald dude on the moon. Like, I don't know. That is, that, to me, that's the most. I'd rather dude, be chilling with Black Fantastic Widow. Four riding on a comet. I think that's okay. That's a pretty good gig. All right. Yeah. He is bald. Yeah. Bald. Yes, Harris. I know. I know. Original sin is why I read Original Sin. I have regrets. It's okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I like that book. No, I, I, I'm joking. I actually did like Original okay. Sin. It was pretty cool how they paired off, like you know, very strange Bucky and Rocket together. Raccoon. I think right that was that. yeah, that like was sick. Bucky, Rocket Raccoon, and Moon Knight, or something like that. I, I feel like that comic book low key inspired certain elements of Infinity War. How about that? Oh yeah, there's little interactions there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I didn't hate this. I thought it was pretty good, to be honest. I just really, really, really could have done with like twenty percent less dialogue. Um, but yeah, the art was cool. I feel like when it needed to, it got huge and cosmic and crazy. Um, but it also did the smaller moments really well. So is this number one, or is this like a zero issue? The way I think, I think is, it's I think one it, and zero. Yeah, oh, I think it's its own thing. Then it spins off into Fantastic Four, and then I think there might be like tie-in minis or one-shots for it. And then there's probably an Omega, but I think most of the stories in Fantastic Four, if I'm right on that. So Marvel has a system that they use they? for stuff like that. <laughs> believe it or not. Um, and we can find it in the books we just read where they give you a checklist. Uh, Devil's Reign has it too. I think it might have been a good idea to put one in here. I don't know. There, okay, there isn't one, right? Right. At least not in my copy. Yeah. No, not in mine either. Just says Fantastic Four, you know, number whatever is next up. Is, is anyone reading Fantastic Four here? No. I have only heard really good things about it. Um, I know uh, Matt recommended it, um, and I've heard other podcasts talking about it, and it's supposed to be very good. Specifically, I think the uh, 
what was it? Doctor Doom's wedding was a real good arc. Um, I read the first arc, and it was it was you know popcorn comics, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't like it wasn't Hickman blow your pants off sort of thing, but it was like solid good comics. Um, but I've I've heard real good things about it. Okay, because I because I don't know this. I, I'm interested to follow the story actually. Um, Matt, you let me know if, let me know if I should pick this up. You're reading that. I I do know they brought back trauma from Avengers Initiative in it. Um, like that. Yeah, which is a deep cut, but uh, my emo high school self loved that character. So, oh, Matt says it's the only book he goes to his uh, comic book shop for. Okay. Wow. All right. Is Matt uh, digital only or digital primarily uh, or trade? On, I think you're. I think Matt's mostly a trade person, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I think. I think this was probably my book of the week. Yeah. Oh, I was joking earlier. Yeah. Okay. It's not book of the week. Like, I want to. I, I was too confused by X Lives and didn't have much feeling for Sabretooth. And the book we're about to talk about <laughs> was a book. So it's a, a low um, bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those weeks for me. Okay. Right. I think it was mine too, honestly. I think mine's X Lives. I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. <laughs> y'all wasting your pulls. I like how we're just saying it before we even get to Spawn because none of us are going to pick Spawn as our, as our book, and we understand that. I was going to do it, but then I was like, ah, I can't defend that right now. I don't have it inside of me right now to defend <laughs> that choice. I can't argue with you guys. Um, what was your pick of the week? If you read your pulls this week already or your, you know, whenever you get to them, let us know what your what your pick of the week is. And also, if there's a book that you want us to be reading that we are not, comics tag us. We're going to get to our comics tag in a little bit after we review Spawn. Tag us with a book you want us to check out, and we will review it for you guys next week on the show. Um, we're open to that, as always. Uh, but let's talk about Spawn right now. Um, don't be fooled. This was definitely written by Rory McConville. Um, and allegedly, allegedly, does not feature additional dialogue by Todd McFarlane. Get out. He's not credited with it. He's not credited Whoa. with it. So if this, if this credit page is to be believed, Rory McConville did the script and plot, Carlo Barbary on art, Tom Orzachowski on letters, J. David Ramos on colors, um, and no Todd anywhere other than creative director. So this is a full Rory McConville jam. Can can we talk about the uh, the previously in section of this book? I don't know if you guys uh, noticed it, but it's right at the bottom of the credits page. And it says, previously in Spawn, Haunted returned, but with his savage attack on Spawn, whose side is he really on? Meanwhile, compare that to Reckoning War, which was like three paragraphs on that first page, plus <laughs> like who knows how many images. What a uh, What a difference. All right, so I will defend this. I will defend uh, Reckoning War on that front because, you know, it does like the origins of that story go so far back that you kind of need like a little bit of, you know, knowledge to get the ground running. Like if you don't know why Nick Fury is chilling with the Watcher, that's kind of rough. Um, whereas, you know, if you read Spawn, you, you probably know what just happened. Um, I don't know. Um, really? Because um, I, I read the last issue. <laughs> you don't. Well, uh, yeah, but you don't care about it. You're like you're I'm probably trying, like skipping pages, and I skipped I, one page. I skipped one page in this issue, and I, I think we page. probably all did it. Yeah, the yeah, newspaper. I'm not right? gonna read that. 
I did read that. I couldn't tell you what I said, but I did read it. I can't do it, dude. Like, I and I know it, yeah. every time we read Spawn, we get hate. Yeah. Um, for something, we always get bashed for something. <laughs> whether it's complaining about the news pages or complaining about the like the 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 like edge lordy nature of this thing. Um, I, I don't care. Like I'm not I'm not gonna read that news page. I don't care who wrote it. If Jonathan Hickman wrote the news wrote a spawn comic i would not read the news page well that's just the x-men info dumps (laughs) (laughs) he's got it with art (laughs) that's all do i really need to read this though like like you see that do i need to read that i have issues with it as a as a concept a it's mostly black i don't like all the black space i feel like you're wasting a page there and then uh, the text is super small like i don't want to read it yeah. Agreed. I don't know who anybody is. Really? Uh, well, you know Han, right? <laughs> I I get Han's thing. Oh, but you've never seen Han. Well, and in the news page, they're talking about Senator Rollins. Don't know who that is. This, uh, this I guess he's a fallen angel is the, the vibe I got from the, the, the big angel that comes in threatens the pencil skirt ladies <laughs> they're building an army okay and, and yes he is he is a uh, they've been they've been they've been doing this that's all they showed it been. last issue i think yeah, i i sort of wonder if actual actually reading all the spawn books is messing with us because i, can't I think keep it track is of anything. Th- yeah because they all like okay so main main spawn is in three of the books uh and then like a lot of very similar things happen in each of the books they're dealing with the same essential idea the only one that's really different is gunslinger spawn mm-hmm. so that's fair wait is gunslinger spawn different than the scorched i'm so lost <laughs> he's in the scorch he's the scorch is the team he's a part of that the spawn team yeah the team where spawn is, is the team Okay. Yeah. The okay. gunslinger spawn, the night spawn, the fifties mobster spawn. We got uh, wizard spawn, spawn, spawn in this one. We got uh, fifty Benedict, shades of spawn. Benedict Arnold spawn in this one. You know what? I'm 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 thumbing through this. Actually, I think I like this. This is pretty good. Shit. Give me this Lucha Libre spawn. I'll read that book. Okay. That's a concept. It's happened. It must have happened. Come on. Yeah, it's just a spawn like, de- like just demons in Mexico. Come on. Lucha spawn. Do we have any spawn fiends listening right now? Who just who, <laughs> who, who, who have that Rolodex of knowledge about whether or not there's been a Lucha spawn? But it's definitely also, happened in Hellboy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I'm Hellboy with uh, Kale, though. Like, I feel like this is name drop the book because um, I feel like they're constant. There's too many characters and there's too many white people. <laughs> like, like it's they all look like okay. That sounded wrong, but like all the characters are like drawn the same, and <laughs> like there, there's no when they're in their you know quote unquote human form. There's nothing definitive or specific about them. Like, First of all, Tyler, I love your 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 you you so nearly buried yourself. And you pulled yourself out of that. That was good. I can yeah, tell I you have. Yeah, yeah you, you've got it. Um, but second of all, I don't agree. We know who Cogliostro <laughs> is, right? Uh, we all know who that is, right? 
That's the guy from the movie? Yes. Yeah, okay. The hobo guy from the movie. Yeah. Danny okay, DeVito. No. No. Danny DeVito's not even in Spawn the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You're thinking of... <laughs> Danny DeVito. Are you thinking of John Leguizamo? Who plays the clown guy? John Leguizamo. Who is You're telling me that time. Danny DeVito looking motherfucker isn't Danny DeVito? <laughs> no, <laughs> not even close. That's no, Luigi sir. Mario. Woo-hoo. Wait, Luigi Mario? Oh, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the Super Luigi- Mario Brothers movie, their last name is Mario. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's Mario's last name? Mario. Also Mario. His name is Mario Mario. You're telling no me way. his name is Mario Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mario yeah. Mario. Yeah. Incredible. Um, God, I love the 80s. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought this was this was pretty enjoyable. It might Maybe it's my book of the week. I don't know. Um, I don't like Spawn's dialogue very much, <laughs> um, but I like everybody else's. I, I feel like there are stakes here. The stuff that's happening matters. I like Haunt's involvement. Um, you know, I love that Spawn has this past as, you know, an operative and he went through all this stuff. And I'm sure that if you read earlier Spawn books, that stuff matters more, but I'm glad it still gets referenced. Um, and I'm in, I'm still into the angels and demons and God and hell aspect of this whole thing. That works for me. Not more of that though. Cause that was the cool part. Like when, when Rory joined the book, like we had that moment where they're all fighting and they're you know planning and plotting and that was cool because it was engaging i want more of that this is this is just a lot of talking dude like we get the action at the beginning cygor is here which is fucking cool i was like, excited for cygor i was like Haunt yeah, and cygor on the same page okay he might got me and then they went to a news page like two pages like, afterwards no, no, no. So. go take go take a nap mr gorilla <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sleep well mr the giant cyborg gorilla with you to, to, to attack some angels nah that's fine but like otherwise it's talking heads and it just slows this whole thing down. There's don't don't it, you smear the talking heads by relating them to Spawn. No, they're good. Yeah, yeah. Talking heads are good. These are talking heads though. Fair. And it just slows the book down. Like the, the pace, every that I think that's why everything feels the same because there's so much talking involved and there's not a lot of action, which seems counterintuitive for a Spawn book. That's it's weird that you say that because I don't I don't agree. I feel like this, this issue and the last one are outliers and mostly these books feature a ton of action in fact last year we were complaining that the spawn books were too action heavy but like the scorched is was all action for the most part um gunslinger spawn does nothing but shoot people um king spawn featured action that involved school bombings or whatever uh there's like a lot of there's a lot of action that action? Would you consider that action? Yeah. It's, I mean, action. it's not like good, but it's, you know, like I'm not critic, not even a critique. It's just not good that that would happen, but it's at, you know. Yo, Sean's I mean, like, uh, chained up polar bear? Nah. School bombing? There we go. <laughs> All right. Whoa, 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 Sound like the WWF over here. Don't even put that out there. He's, what? he's big into Civil War, that's why. Okay, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Civil War bombing was a false flag operation, though, so let's let's... <laughs> Oh, you're heading into territory that I cannot follow, dude. I can't go there with you. Can I? Can I just give you, ask you guys a question? So I mentioned Lucha Spawn. What spawns would you want to see? Hmm. If like you can, That's... if you if you can pretend you were Todd McFarlane in that in that stall as he's dictating these things to Rory McConville, <laughs> what would you tell him? 
we're in random question of the week territory right now. Um, oh, man. I want to say Cowboys, but we already have Cowboys. For this. I was going to say Respawn, <laughs> right? Isn't that the same thing? Yeah, kind of. And there's already a Samurai Spawn. Jetpack Spawn. Okay. Ooh, oh, like an Adam like Strange, that. kind of a pulp sci-fi Spawn? Yeah, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's just Spawn in general. It's just, you got to add that to the end. Cosmic Spawn. That's good. Okay, like Nova Core Spawn. Yeah. Well, that's Scorched. <laughs> Not quite. Well, I'm not sure we know what Scorched is yet. I, uh, yeah. Murphy says Axel Braun Spawn. <laughs> Axel Spawn. There we go. So, oh, what about... This is so stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just a group of Spawns that are musicians. That are like an 80s oh, hair band. Spawn to men. Where their tentacles <laughs> are a part... Their like, suits are a part of the show. They just put on a rager. A band. That's okay. Cool okay. One. Spinal tap spawn. All right. I'd read it. Spinal tap. There we go. There, done deal. Book it. Because I know Todd listens to the show, so that's why I wanted to get those ideas out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, we want to see them produce. Yeah. I want to see those action figures. Really. Let's let's be real here. Are dinosaur spawn yet? Got to bet. Got to have been. Mm. I mean, not in not in our reading, but in the past, maybe someone. Who's got more spawn knowledge than us can uh, let us know. Ooh, now, Kaiju spawn. Okay, that was mine. Okay. <laughs> Took you long enough to come up with that, but you got it eventually. My question is, and this is my last thought about the book, other than pull it. Um, my question is, does anyone know what these pages are yet? Like, I was going to ask you. No. I do. Oh, go ahead. It's a lead up to the debut of Chris Jericho in the spawn books. <laughs> <laughs> the Millennium Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh pull it it should be my book of the week but i won't go back um i don't know I love really it. you tame pull the spawn book yep it, like if you if you would like spawn you already know that right like i'm not talking to the average person i'm talking to that person who kind of like wants to be in the darkness you know what i'm saying who who likes what spawn is about we get it you know I'm with those people. I think this book is good for what it is. I got to say, Spawn fans, they're built differently, man. Like, there's just, there's something about them. People. No, there's nothing about them. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> something, Tyler, okay? Okay, yes. Yeah. We have a listener named, I think their name is Nihilus, right? Okay. And they're in our Discord. And they said, that they made a comment about how people are always saying that that, that spawn fans need therapy and all this stuff. I'm saying everyone and, needs and it. I agree with that. Spawn fans don't need it more than other people though. That's what I'm saying. They release and, their inhibitions through spawn. Right. <laughs> and so and so in 2022, what we're not gonna do, what we're gonna put away is hatred for spawn fans. Embrace everybody and don't denigrate anybody. That's right. We're not, we're not here to to denigrate keep everybody. <laughs> Kale is an equal opportunity denigrator. And that 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 feels appropriate for Tyler, so I'll allow it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I say pull it. Drop this with the enthusiasm of Orange Cassidy. 
so not enthusiastic Whoa. at all. Just in, wait, wait, Marco with the wrestling reference thrown. First of all, a, re- a wrestling reference. Second of all, an AEW reference. Third of all, you didn't even get it right, yeah, Marco. He was, he was You're banished. Why? Send not, Marco enthusiastic. Send Marco to the pit. The send him to the pit. Marco goes to the right crookussy for Marco. Slap him in the crookussy. <laughs> Slide me in, boys. You and Sabretooth getting down in the hey, pit. Man, you know what? Probably like wingman, uh, honestly. <laughs> no, like Logan. No, Sabretooth is gonna make you his bitch. Yo, I feel like yeah. Sabretooth's the kind of guy who always wants to like double team, even though it's like you're not really into that sort of thing, but he always asks. Why, like, <laughs> why would why would... <laughs> it's a vibe I get. It's just a certain vibe. Uh, so Matt says therapy strictly for Savage Dragon readers. I agree. Apparently, saber tooth readers too. <laughs> Shenron said, "Spawn fans really built different." I. That's not a. That's not a knock. They just. This is built different. All right. I'm trying to get that movie. That's what I want. Oh, uh, thank you, Beck nine one five for the uh, the gifted sub. Thank you. That's a wonderful person right there that just did that. Um, <laughs> a person that I will see soon. Um, Harris says new business idea: Krakoa branded lube. Oh boy! All right, you, oh, you gotta read all right. You read them on the show, Sean. We talked about this yesterday. Whoops! 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 These. Yeah, I'm not even gonna finish that. Um, so instead, Krakoa branded lube. You can finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pull it past straight. Before you I can't on. say pull it after those jet past sentences. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. This boy. I, yeah, this isn't even uh, for me. This wasn't even a good issue of Spawn. So I. I will maintain the art is still pretty pretty good. Yeah, well, it's okay. I mean, it's the on. best part. Yeah. You would talk I, about Carlo Barbary. I will. I will give it a knock because I am still noticing issues with panel uh, uh, with um. Uh, lettering placement um there are a couple ones where like the tail of the bubble was way too far from the person speaking where it was throwing me off and i couldn't really tell where it was coming from uh specifically there was one where he's talking to haunt and haunts you know brother voodoo guy in the background is like talking but like the word bubble is like way down on the page and i couldn't tell that was him originally but like it's one of those things where like bad lettering like that i don't notice when it's good, but I start noticing it when it's bad. Yeah. And if I'm noticing kind of, it, yeah. there, there's something going on there. It's kind of the thing with lettering, right? Is that it's it's something that mostly goes unnoticed until it's a problem. And I hate yeah. that about lettering. Um, or I hate that we talk about lettering that way. Um, so I do wish we would talk about it more, but it's good. But your point stands. Uh, let's get into comics tag. So mm. last week... Uh, Kale was tagged by Tyler. So why don't you let us know how that went? Yeah, so I was tagged to read The Excellent, uh, the new one from Peter Milligan, Michael Allred, and Laura Allred. Uh, it seems like it's just in, um, and oh my God, Tyler, that's incredible. No, the, the comics tag thing I made. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, I can show you guys off, off stream that later. Um, um the um uh it seems like it's straight out of ecstatics yeah um which i 
I'm not generally the type of person that will complain about being lost in a number one. But boy, I had no idea who the fuck anybody was. <laughs> For a book about mutants and people who look weird, they didn't do anything. <laughs> That's ecstatics for you. Um, so I I had a hard time with this. I had a I had a hard time with this. Um, I feel like there were uh, there were a lot of references that I got, but um, it just it didn't feel connected to anything. Nobody did anything, and overall, it just kind of. It felt just like a weird book to make a weird book. Sounds but, about right. I mean, it has Mike Allred art. <laughs> there you go. And that I can't complain about. That dude makes a slick costume. I mean, the costumes in this book are absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I gave you that. I, I gave you this book strictly for the Allred art. I feel I like it's right down your jam. Allred, yeah. man. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so I I can't necessarily say I had a good time, uh, but, I mean, it certainly could have been worse. Does it make you interested to get to Ecstatics down the line? I would, I think I would try Ecstatics. Okay. Um, maybe for a little more context. Yeah. Um, I'm but, hoping this yeah. means they'll, they'll reprint it now that this book is out because I don't think it's in print currently, or at least the omnibus definitely isn't in print anymore. But maybe some like soft covers or hard covers they can start reprinting. I think some of it is on Unlimited. Oh, oh yeah, it should definitely be on there. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was the excellent. Do you recommend? I would say if you've read Ecstatics, it's probably good for you. Or if you're just into trying fucking whatever. <laughs> I, uh, I think the way the book's even marketed as is as if you are an ecstatics fan, this is what you've been waiting for. Like that's how it's been marketed. Yeah. yeah. So not overall. So it's marketed at Tyler and Harris. I think in like the past decade or so, ecstatics has become like a like a cult classic. Yeah, that is true. Um, so th I think this is them uh, trying to capitalize on it um, a little too late. But also this book was announced, what, three or four years ago? I think this was announced before the Krakoa stuff. Um, do they even get to that at all in this, Kel? I don't think so. No, I didn't, I didn't expect them to. Okay. Uh, I haven't. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So. <clears throat> all right. Well, Kale, now you are bestowed with power. You have the power to tag one of us, a community member, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's your floor, man. Your show. Uh, I am going to, for once, and boy, the blessing that you should feel because I almost used it for evil. I'm going to use this tag for good this once. Whoa. Sean, I want you to read... Black Sad. Hmm. I have no uh, idea what that is. So hmm. Black Sad is a basically it's a 
a dis an old school Disney anim uh, animal film, you know, Jungle Book, uh, those types, Robin Hood, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, set in a crime noir world. It's like if Brubaker did uh, uh, an animal Disney film. What? Yeah. Huh. Uh, so the the one I'm gonna recommend is specifically is Black Sad A Silent Hell. Uh, this one is from July of 2012. Sad A Silent Hell. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's my life. But um. <laughs> if if you have trouble with it, just grab a Black Sad. They're uh, they're all pretty self contained. Okay. All right, uh, I will I will accept that challenge, and I will report back next week uh, with my thoughts, and then I will tag someone else. So thank you very much, Kale. Uh, hopefully, I do enjoy it. Matt thank Murphy says it's Brubaker does Zootopia. That's that yeah. sounds crazy. I think you'll be super into it. Um, oh, Harris, hops in that book? Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, oh man, I gotta read that, man. Harris says Sean is likely to like that pick. Why do you say that? Um, I would love to know. By the way, like I said earlier, if you guys want to tag us, absolutely feel free. You don't have to be watching live on Twitch to do it, but uh, wherever you're listening to us, just give us a tag, whatever you want us to read. Oh, Marco holding up that black sad. That looks like my cat. That's uh, the first one. I think. Is your cat a smoker? (laughs) Um, Chain smoker. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the pals pulls for the week. Uh, before we close out, let's 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 end on a high. Let's talk about our pals pulls this week. Yeah. So the uh, the first pals pulls I have is Sean with a Devil's Reign number four. Ooh, man, Devil's Reign has been hot fire. Uh, I can't even believe that issue four is coming out so fast. I felt like that couldn't have been correct. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're on issue four. Um, this has been tremendous. Chip Zdarsky really understands um, the assignment with this one. Marco Cicchetto also very, very uh, much bringing that Civil War vibe, that you know, late mid to late two thousands Marvel uh, energy that I you know thrive off of. And if I could live in that time, I would. Um, so whenever there's a comic that brings that back, I'm here for it. By the way, I'm waiting for the time. When that era becomes in again, you know how like we're doing like 90s stuff now where it feels like all like like half of Marvel's publishing line is something referencing the 90s. I'm waiting for that. You mean the Ben Riley book that's currently no. out? Ben Riley. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, the X-Men uh, Legends book. Mm-hmm. Um, Maestro. You know, Maestro. 92. 92. The new um, Fantastic Four book that just got announced. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. The, the new Fantastic Four, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm here for Devil's Reign. And he also had a, a 10 deaths, X deaths of Wolverine. Number two. So we're only one issue into X deaths and two into X lives. And deaths feels like the more interesting book. Um, the premise is more clear and we understand, I think, what's happening more. Um, I really can't wait to see what's up with that phalanxed out Wolverine that we saw. Is it from the future? 
Is it a fusion of Wolverine and Krakoa? Like, I don't know. Um, but I'm, it's a mystery that is being supported and held up by the rest of the book being so solid. So I'm very excited for that. Yep. And then we, uh, we had Marco with Apache Delivery Service number two. Let's go. Before I get into that, uh, Kale, I wanted to show you this because I actually got the book signed and oh. drawn. I got like a little sketch inside it. Oh, that's so oh. I know where you live. And uh, the, the thing is, they're, they're Spanish, right? So people who yeah. were going there weren't couldn't communicate. So I walked up, like speaking English, and they're like, you know, trying to struggle to say hello or whatever. Yo, I yeah. had a flow on like 10, 15 minute conversation with them. Very Yo. cool dudes. Yeah, yeah. That's um, pretty neat. So anyway, Apache Delivery Service. This is... Uh, oh, yeah, fuck. Tyler Jenkins, Matt Kint. Um, and I... I love this duo, Hillary Jenkins on on colors. This is the duo for me. Every time they put out a book, we reviewed the first issue. Everybody else was really high on it, except for me. Yeah, which except is funny you. Enough. That's right. <laughs> um, but I'm uh, I'm I'm back. I'm on it. I I, I want to see this through because he usually has something to say, and I think the way that it's communicated in the art, uh, Jenkins is usually trying new stuff with his style, and so I love to see the experimentation. And um, yeah. I'm I'm down to see where this book goes and what it's all about. Uh, nice. Marco, you also had Suicide Squad Blaze number one, book one. Yep, I should say. Uh, so this is the same team that did the first arc, the first arc or two of the Constantine book. Hell, so this yeah, is Hellblazer. Hellblazer, the most yeah. Run, yeah. Simon Spurrier, uh, Aaron Campbell, and Jordi Belair. That is a fucking team, boys. Okay. Uh, and actually Matt shouted out earlier as one of his picks, I believe. And, um, yeah, this, this, the one I saw that creative team, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I don't care what it is. Those three on a book I'm, I'm picking it up. I don't know what this is about. The cover looks cool. So I'm picking it up. That was the best Constantine Constantine run in recent memories. It is fantastic. Yeah. And then them pivoting to a Suicide Squad book. And I believe this is a Suicide Squad book where it's the movie team, quote unquote, is now training a new Suicide Squad. I think that's the premise. Yeah. Which, hey, new characters that they can kill off unexpectedly, you know, so. Yeah. It's also Black Label, so they can really do whatever they want with this. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on this. And that's the advantage, I think, it being Black Label. You know, they can do whatever they want. So free reign. Can't put penises. Well, nope. can't do that. Not everything. More Peacemaker. Yeah, I mean, More they got Peacemaker. Shark. Maybe King Shark has like a cloaca, right? I don't know how that works. Um, <laughs> so I had Secret X-Men number one. Um, this is the one shot featuring all the losers from the last uh, X-Men uh, vote. The ah. X-Vote. And they're doing some secret stuff. I don't know. I just like how it's just a ragtag group of, of weird characters. This is the first time ever that I've seen Marrow front and center on a Marvel comic book cover. <laughs> Probably the last time. Too. And like, honestly, I've never read a Marrow book. All of my Marrow knowledge is her combos in MVC2. Like, that's all I know how to do. Um, so seeing her front and center, uh, the fact that Cannonball and Sunspot are in this, like, I really like these weirdo characters. Boom, boom, strong guy. Um, yeah, this is a ragtag group of X-Men, which I like. And it's a one shot, so maybe it doesn't matter. Um, and then I also had the Justice League 2022 annual. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a Bendis Justice League. So take for that what you will. It's, I think, his last hurrah 
or it's, it might be it's definitely his last annual but it's, it might be his last justice league book too i forget um but this is the beginnings of justice league versus legion um none of that stuff excites me what excites <laughs> me is that sanford green is on art um and i really enjoy sanford yeah. green so seeing him on a on a Justice League book is not the type of book I would expect Sanford Green to be on. Just from like, is it a fit? I don't know. But also like, it just doesn't seem like something like, like um, DC would want on their big Justice League annual book. Um, but I know him and Bendis have a, have a, a good working relationship. Um, so I'm excited for that alone. So, yeah. I'm n- I've never heard of this artist, but that cover, really good. That's really what you should expect good. in it. Um, Sanford Green did a uh, Heroes for Hire book way back when with um mm. who's the guy that does stuff with bendis they made naomi together yeah yeah it's oh god his name is on the tip of my tongue uh, yeah. it's not it's not david walker it's um no, it, is. it is david walker it is david walker it is okay david walker, thank you yeah, yeah david walker yeah oh, so yeah, that's, that yeah. uh that heroes for hire run is really good too oh, Marcos, dude so. it's so good yeah just yeah this cover alone uh i i, I really like this guy's style yeah, it's good. It's it's super stylized. Again, like not mainstream comics really, especially Justice League. No. Um, and then uh, Kale, you had Monkey Meat number two. Kale oh. with the monkey meat. <laughs> so uh, Marco had us read it right away. <laughs> Marco had us read this uh, a while when the first issue came out, uh, and we were gonna well, we were supposed to. We didn't for whatever reason. I did. And it's a it's a weird ass book. Uh, Junie Ba has got something something cooking here. I don't know what it is. Monkey uh, teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like Indiana shit. Jones style. Like fucking spoilers, guys. God damn. Yeah. Man. What, what do they call Can't it? Uh, uh, did, Sopa de Macau. Like, is that like a thing? <laughs> is that like monkey stew or something they eat some places? I don't uh, know. That. No. Wait, no. Did, I did you, you like Spanish or whatever? It's fine. I look like an idiot. Keep going, Mark. <laughs> did, did you like the first issue that much? It's weird. It's um, yeah. I'm interested to see what the hell's going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It feels like Willy Wonka meets the 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 greatest game. You what? know the the story huh. where uh where the man, Just the rich hunt. guy invites a bunch of people to his island and hunts them. <laughs> I can That's see what it feels Willy... like a, a combination of those two, and it's weird. Definitely the Willy Wonka aspect of it, just like this guy's taking you on a tour of this factory and island and all this stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I wasn't sure about picking up issue two, but if you do it, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, I'm with I'm with Matt. He he highlighted his comment <laughs> and just said, "Ao, <laughs> you have to like you." You have to, that's Yo, obligatory. Okay, if you're from, for you. yeah, you pulling the monkey meat next week. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about that is that you couldn't even say that without laughing. <laughs> Yo, this dude's pulling monkey meat. Shit. <laughs> Oh my god! The art, the art's kind of giving me some uh, Samurai Jack vibes there on the cover. I don't know anything about this book. Yeah. Um, is that a fair? Uh like a like a dirty Samurai Jack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought we were no, joking like about that. the monkey no, meat. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't think this shit yet. was. 
He's like oh. gritty. gritty I think. Oh, right? oh, oh, okay, okay. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought you were going to talk about what Harris is talking about, which was Monkey Prince. But then I was like, wait, that came out this week. That came out no, this week. Monkey yeah. right. meat. Monkey meat. Monkey meat. I didn't, yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather read about the Monkey Prince, not the, not the, the, the monkey meat. <laughs> the monkey <laughs> glizzy. That's not what I signed <laughs> up I'm going, I'm, I have control here. I'm getting, I'm Sean here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and Kale, on the most opposite end of the spectrum, you have <laughs> Legion of Superheroes. Uh, before the darkness volume one yeah so this is just um another collection of um old legion of superheroes stories um this this section of collections features the stuff that uh sets up the great darkness saga which i think is uh well it sets up dark side in the future I'm not, I don't remember the ramifications. I don't know if it's his origin or if it's like that's where he comes from. Is the Darkness Saga, that's the one that everyone talks about, right? Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So these are the issues uh, that set up all that. Uh, So, and I I love the Legion, especially Old Legion, because it's got uh, got a real soap opera vibe uh, that I'm just here for. so yeah, Legion of Superheroes all day, man. I feel like your bread and butter is like the the young DC superheroes. Yep. But yeah. I hate teenagers. <laughs> you work in a toy store. It's oh, uh, I, I, I get it. I get it. A lot of contradictions. This is, this is where uh, this is when Lightning Lad was uh, white, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pre Bendis. That was the thing. Yeah, pre Bendis. Okay. All right, so those are the those are what we're pulling. It's, uh, one of us is uh, three of us are pulling comics. One of us is pulling monkey meat. But uh, no, the cows pulls. <laughs> we should just do monkey meat next week. We should talk about it. We should. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, yo, bro, can you watch how you say these things? <laughs> one of us might fuck with monkey meat if we if we actually. Oh my it. god, dude! <laughs> He's but, trying to get us demonetized, blame, like blame Juni Ba. Like that's... I'm blaming Tyler Olson. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, they should have wow. named Monkey Schmeet. Like that's oh. <laughs> we got, we can't we can't we can't continue this. You, we have to end the show to stop <laughs> Tyler. We, we we cannot continue. Uh thank you guys for tuning in. So much appreciated. Uh make sure before you leave that you subscribe. Wherever you're listening to, there's a subscribe button for something. I promise you. Follow, leave us a rating, a review, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, doesn't matter. There's a way you can help us out. We appreciate it no matter how you go about it. Head on over to Twitch if you're listening to this off Twitch and hit that follow button. Subscribe if you feel so inclined. Join us if you can. Come hang out. Every Wednesday at 6, we go live for Pals Pools. Saturdays at 10, we go live for the main show, The Comics Pals. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care, guys. See ya. See you next week. Ali, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to end it when you say you son of a bitch. That's where I'm going to end the episode. I'm-